You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. Before we come to today's episode, let me just ask you all to please check out the YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV. Lots of content starting to go on there now, as I said, and as I have said the last few episodes, we are starting that from scratch. Already over 100 subscribers, so if you uh, if you like the content, please hop over there. Uh, we'll be doing lots of, uh, of stuff coming forward on this season, so please subscribe to that. And um, if you like the podcast, we are available on every podcast platform. If you listen on Apple, please give us a little review. Uh, it really helps us out a lot. And of course, don't forget to um, follow us on all social media platforms at the Miami Heat UK on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. On to today's episode, and we are back finally with my UK residency crew, uh, minus one. Uh, Lee is uh, he's dropping out for now. He's just got too much on work-wise, etc. He's not getting enough time to watch the games. So uh, he may be back, but for the time being, we are rocking with the three of us. So welcoming back. It's Sam Aquara, Darren Carter. Sam, how are you, mate? I'm good, man. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Much better now. Finally, think I've, uh, I've got things behind me uh, COVID-wise. So Looking, uh, looking better, feeling better, and uh, hopefully that is that done and dusted. Um, yep, glad you're well, man. Um, Darren, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, and uh, great to see you back, mate, and healthy. Good, yep, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, as I said, not a nice thing to have to deal with, especially coming back. Um, I thought I was over it pretty quickly, but it came back with a bit of a vengeance. It took me a bit of a while to get back, but the symptoms are all gone now. That is the main thing, and uh, yeah, hopefully can get on to watching some basketball. And a quite a good time to have missed it, to be honest, because whilst I was out, um, most of the heat were out as well, and it wasn't pretty. Five losses on the bounce, but back came our leader, our star, uh, Jimmy Butler, came back last time out with a big game against the Kings, and uh, the W followed. So uh, let's start right there with Jimmy Butler. 30 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 42% field goal percentage, 16 from 18 from the Lion. That's the big takeaway from me. Um, Sam, what did you make of uh, of Jimmy's return? It was nice to see him back on the court. Uh, but it was a bit disappointing that it took us down to the last minute to get a win against the Kings. Made hard but work. nevertheless, it was nice to see him back on the court. Yeah, and um, I think it was... It was never going to be an easy game because the Kings were on good form. I think they'd won four or five on the bounce at the time. So uh, we did come mm. into them. Uh, they were sweeping through the East, especially. They, they'd knocked a few teams out. So uh, it wasn't maybe the best time to play them. Um, they were on a second night of a back-to-back, which helped our calls. Um, but yeah, as I said, it came really from that Jimmy Butler performance. Um, one, one thing we'll, we'll, we'll jump onto, Darren, um, should we be as reliant as this on our, I know he's our leader, he's our star, he's our franchise player, etc. but should we be reliant on a player who hadn't played basketball since the 9th of January to come back and put, to basically jump out of bed? Because what we did here is, well, not officially, but what the rumours are is that it wasn't that this was uh, contract tracing, it was down to the fact that he had the virus, he had COVID, he'd lost mm. about a stone, 12 pounds, something like that in weight, um, he did look for you now. He did look um, like a bit of weight had come off him. He did look good, to be honest. He's not. He looks slim. He looks lean, which is good. Um, but that performance was special. 
should we be this reliant on Jimmy to just jump out of bed and straight onto the court to win, to win us a game? I think you you have to look at it as he's the the star player, and you know he's on the max contract. I know Bam's on the con, uh, max contract, and you know they're the two stars, aren't they? So um, they're the guys that you know, lead the franchise um, full stop. Um, so yeah, you have to be. I think you you expect to be heavily reliant on them. Um, have we struggled more than I thought we would? Yes. Um, and again, I think that's just the disruption that uh, COVID and, and injuries have brought. Um, I think it was big that you seen Bam after the game. He seemed, you know, as happy as anyone. I think he said he's got his running mate back. So, yes, I think probably, you know, we we've, we needed it massively. It was just a boost to have him out on the court. Uh, as Sam said, it was great to see him out there. Uh, and, you know, you can see the how it, you know, yeah, geez, the players uh, around him um, generates that sort of all of a sudden this this positive atmosphere. Um, so yeah, I think you have to. You're always going to lean heavily on your stars um, to to bring you through, especially when you're you're facing adversity as we have seen in the the last four or five weeks. Yeah, I think that you you highlighted there a really good point in the fact that um, it's not just a player that you're bringing back um, and his skill set and what he does, but it's the fact that everybody else realises that Jimmy Butler is sharing a court with you again. Um, and that's really big for a lot of players because, um, you know, Bam has been good. He's, he's, he's had some you know, off games, but in general, he's been very, very good. Um, really, everybody else has been in and out of the team. Every single one of those players has been out of the team other than maybe Duncan as well. Um, so to just have Jimmy back, not only, as I said, his efficiency and his skill set and his leadership, but that just makes everybody else feel like you've got a much better chance of winning um, to have him back on court. So, um Sam, I touched on it right at the beginning there. 16 from 18 from the line, Jimmy. That's the main... That, that's where you get your, your wins, isn't it? Just from that alone. It's not just that, though. Jimmy brings a certain sort of intensity to the game, and we've really been missing it to an extent. Like, looking across the stat board, we're dead last in quite a few categories. I think we're last in rebounding, almost last in steals, same blocks. Were almost last in field goal attempts as well. But just looking at the first few I just mentioned, those are hustle stats. And you know, with Jimmy on the on the court, he pushes players to that level. So we should expect an increase in our performance just seeing him back on the court. But yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, absolutely. Like 10 games he's been out, I think. I think so. Yeah, as I said, since the 9th of, 9th of January. So uh, yeah, it's fan fantastic to see him back. Um, what, what do we think in, in terms of the absence? Because it, it has been tough. I've been one that's always banged the drum for the, the, uh, the depth going through this squad and that this should be a, uh, in a, in a COVID-destructed season. This should really play into Miami's hands. Um, and then to, to then lose five on the bounce and really struggle sort of throws that back in my face a little bit. But when you look at um, the amount of players that have been out, the, the one thing that strikes me the most is obviously the, 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 the ball uh, facility... <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying it. Facilitation, <laughs> facilitators. Facil facilitators. Thank you very much, both of you. Um, that's when you've lost Goron, when you've lost, uh, when you've uh, lost Tyler Harrow. Uh, obviously, you've lost um, Jimmy Butler as well. That's all gone out the window, and, and and you need that. You can't just rely on Bam trying to hit thirties every game. Um, as much as he's been great, his mid range has been exceptional, and there's been some real leaps that we've seen. Um, without that facility, <laughs> without the assists. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not going to get you very far, is it, Dan? No, and I think Spo probably said it best after the game. Um, he mentioned, obviously, Jimmy getting to the free throw line. Um, he controls the game. 
you know, that's one thing that he's always done, and especially in our, our run to the finals. Um, when he's on the court, he controls the flow, the tempo, how the team plays. Um, he's, he's a leader. Um, so getting to the free throw line like that, um, you know, he, he just finds ways to score, finds ways to, to you know, bring the team with him. Um, but you're right, you know, ball handlers are, are so key, um, especially, you know, in our offence, you know, we want to move the ball and, you know, you want to get Bam into, into good spots. Um, we've seen probably over the, the last few weeks, he's had to create a lot for himself. So, mm. you know, having Jimmy back and, you know, he's running, mate, it, it's going to create so much more for Bam and Sam. I think he's hit the nail on the head. The stats now should, you know, with production-wise, um, be a lot higher. Yeah, definitely. And another uh, sort of pleasing point is when we did see Jimmy back, I thought this was going to be maybe sort of load managed a little bit, 20, 25 minutes, but 33 minutes, I think. And he looked good. He didn't look tired. He looked really good. So that's a really pleasing sign. Perhaps we should uh, expect no less from uh, somebody who is conditioned as Jimmy Butler, but that's great. Little segue before we come to the next segment, uh, Sam. Bam, um, he's been good. He's, uh, he's had some very exceptional games, some really aggressive games. This is what we want to see from him. The mid-range jumper is looking hot. We're liking that. How long before he comes back a little bit further and starts doing this for free? Because we've seen it at the buzzer a couple of times. He's doing it and he's making them. So when's he going to start believing in that? Because if he does, I mean, no ceiling. Ooh, I actually can't tell, but I just love seeing him in the mid-range. He's starting to look extremely comfortable taking that mid-range jumper and... I just want to see that consistently over a, yeah. a, a range of games uh, before I start seeing it from the three-point line. Like, I'm happy with that as it is because he's taking charge, like demanding the ball, especially with Jimmy out. He took a, took charge in a couple games and it's pretty much what we wanted to see. And I think it was the game against... Um, i trying to think who he played in... What, did we play Utah in the stretch? No, we haven't played Utah yet. No, I played Utah. I can't remember exactly who he played it. He went up against a really good big and he just annihilated him. But yeah. Yeah. I love it the is, team, but I'm getting that. Yeah, this is what we want from our, you know, he's, he's a max player now. So this is what he was paid to do. This is what we wanted to see. And it's been, I think it's been incredible. That that mid-range, I, I just didn't expect it to be as smooth, as quick. So that's that's really pleasing. And yeah, perhaps we just need to uh, to see that for a good few months before we start thinking about him coming back to the uh, to the um, to the perimeter, the edge of perimeter. Because if you can add that, then we're looking special. So great stuff, right? So let's come on to uh, to the next segment now, which is about Duncan Robinson. Mm. And um, this all stemmed really from a tweet I put out yesterday, which was on the back of me watching um, Miami Heat beats uh, over, uh, Hangover Time show, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and it was Tiffany Meeks who mentioned that Duncan Robinson is. At the moment, just a guy. Um, and we don't win a championship with him as your third guy. Alphonse Sydney, who hosts the show, said, is he our third guy? No, isn't he more just like our fifth guy? And Tiffany, quite rightly, in quite a good point, said, not if you're going to be paying him 18 to 20 million a year, he's not. If, he's, if you're paying him that contract, then you, you're, you're buying into him. You're, it means that really this is going to probably be your team going forward. Because let's say we give him that mid-50s contract over, say, three years. Say around that 18 million mark, which is what, you know, people that are, you know, like your Joe Harris's and things like that. They're that sort of price range. So let's say he, he is in the same sort of level as that. You're then going to be looking at Bam, who's on now a max. He's going to be on 30 million. 
Jimmy's going to be on 36, 37 million. Uh, it's only another year or two um, till Thailand is paying. So you're now saying that that's your team. So what Tiffany was saying, her argument is, he's too much of a specialist to just pay that money into. You need someone, if you're going to be paying that money, you need someone who's going to be doing it at both ends. And Duncan doesn't. That's her argument. Um, Darren, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, Before we come on to yes or no, we would pay him or we don't. Um, is that a fair point? Oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, I think Tiffany's got a real valid point. And, you know, when you're paying that sort of money to a player, you're looking for a few sort of strings to his bow, I suppose. Um, the only thing I would say is when you have a specialist on your team, I think you you value him according to your team. So I know that market value, and you, you mentioned Harris there and, and other players of that calibre um, who are high percentage shooters. Um, but what does he add to your team? And, and I think we've seen Duncan Robertson has added true, true value. Um, does he make others around him better? I think he does, just purely because of, of the shooter he is. Does he give Bam, Jimmy, you know, others? Um, you know, does he space the court? And so in that sense, you know, you, you, you're paying the money. Um, but again, what you've just said there, I think with, um, you know, that is the team going forward. You know, we are two max contracts down already. Yeah. You pay him that chunk of, of money as well. Um, you are showing a lot of faith in him. But I think from what he's shown so far and what he gives, the value he gives to our team, to our roster, um, I'd sort of lean towards, um, you know, maybe... Could we get down to, to around the 15, 16 mark? Um, you know, I wouldn't be too uh, too dishappy with that. Yeah, okay, fair point. Right. Um, so, Sam, as I said, if, if he's going to be on that sort of contract, and as I said, you're going to have Tyler that by the time he needs to be paid, he's probably going to command the same sort of money. So, as, as Darren said there, you're locking that in really as your team. I know that we can always be, you can always trade players, etc. But if you're saying that that's your core, um, he's not a youngster. People think he's young. He's not. He's 26, I think, at the moment. So by no means over the hill, got a lot of years left in him. And he's, he's done an incredible amount in such a short time. So the same question to you before we say yes or no. Um, fair, fair points on this. Do we, do, do we still go ahead with this? Um, I'd hate to admit it, but everything Tiffany said was right. Because when you think about it, we that's a lot of money. And we've pretty much... Well, the heat front office has pretty much put us in a good situation next year with regards to the team options we've got. Mm. So we can't afford to give him that money. But when we think about who else will be available, it might not be the best decision. Um, after watching all he's done in the last season, there's a bit of sentiment attached to it and yeah. with the run all the way to the finals. And it would be painful to watch him go. But as long as we've got a good replacement, if, for example, if we could work up a trade for Bradley Beal, um, we get shooting as well as a bit of athleticism. We get some defense to some extent, as opposed to what we get from Duncan at the moment. But yeah, it just goes down to who who's available, I guess. If, if everyone else is off the table, then might as well keep him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think that was one of Tiffany's main arguments is she was saying, look, stop getting caught up, stop getting hung up on the guys that are your own and he is our own. So yeah, and that is, you're right, you brought it up there, there's a sentiment to it, so you, you feel attached to your guys. But she's she was arguing is that was a lot of the reasons why people like me, who 
I'd only ever assumed that Duncan's going to resign. I never looked at any other option. I just thought it was a given. And that was the first time it got me thinking. And she said, yeah, look, people are just getting too attached. He's a shooter. That is all he is. Um, he's a high percentage shooter and he's a great asset. But for me, we'll go around the table. I still do it because I just think that it's the, the, what he's done in such a short time, the, the, the respect that he commands, the spacing that he gives you, I think that that isn't something that you can just pick up. You might be able to replace, you know, some of the points somewhere, but I think that it's not just about the points, it's about the attraction that he gives you. Um, so I, I would do the deal. Um, I would lock into that. Um, Tyler, obviously is our asset that maybe we'll be looking at as, as a tradable asset. So there's still a chance you can add a third star, not saying that Tyler won't, won't be a star, he very well will be, I'm sure. But that's the tradable asset. So for me, I look at Duncan as a re-sign 100%. Darren, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm sort of in agreement with you and I would just sort of piggyback off what you were saying. And again, just to Tiffany's point that, one thing I think you, don't, you can't underestimate is the the chemistry and and how he fits into to our, our you know franchise. How you know he is a, a a Miami Heat guy, and I always I'm always you know keen to listen to other guys how they talk about him, um, and you know your Jimmys, your Bams, but you know UD, you know his glowing references from UD, who's been around, seen it all. You know, as as played with your Ray Allen's, your LeBron's, your, your D Wade's, and he's calling him one of the best shooters he's seen. So I always look at that as well and factor that in. Um, and he's in Miami and he's proved his worth in Miami. So um, on that basis, again, there is a little bit of sentiment involved, um, as Sam said. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do the deal. Okay, so we're two and oh. Sam, are you full house or are you saying, no, I would uh, I would look at other options? Um, I'm quite conditional in a sense that if you have a look at his performance this season, you can see he's added a bit more to his game in terms of getting on the dribble as well. Um, I'd say we go for it, provided he ups his defense. Because these are skills that can be taught. So yeah, if he a, develops right. a great defensive awareness within the next, I don't know, season, then yeah, we'll go for it. He just needs to bring a little bit more to the table, in my opinion. Yeah, and that, that is a good point. And I think that's something that we have seen as well. I think that even in the, the short time, he's only really had one full year and obviously what we've seen so far this year. And I think that I've already, I think it's fair to say that the defence has got a bit better from him. I think that there was a, it was a complete non-entity last year. Um, but I yeah. think that that is something that is stepping up. I think there is an improvement with the Miami Heat, who are one of the best um, conditioned, you know, uh, best coach teams. There's absolutely a reason that we can we can up that part of his game. So um, yeah, okay. So we're we're a full house. Um, Tiffany, um, it is a good point. It is something that got us thinking. But here at heating up the UK, we're re-signing him free and oh, so uh, good stuff. All right, that's good. We're keeping Duncan, according to us anyway. I mean, it's different. Like when you think about it from our point of view, we stay up late to watch these games, and like especially with the finals last year. It's 2 o'clock, 3 a.m. in the morning, and we in all through playoffs in the season, we're seeing Duncan Robinson rain shots. Like, yep. in terms of sentiment, it, it hits us heavier. It does. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good yeah, point, right. definitely. Great. Okay, right. Let's leave the Duncan chat there. Um, let's come on to um, somebody that you never know could be he could be traded for. <laughs> let's talk about Bradley Bill. Um, quite good timing to talk about this because, uh, obviously, since Giannis re-signed, since Harden, where it's gone to Brooklyn, Bill has become the sort of main prize now uh, for a lot of teams. So even though he's, you know, signed this contract in Washington, he's not 
available as such. Um, once again, it's not a winning season for Washington. So we've seen him every week get more and more frustrated on the bench, um, putting up big numbers, losing games. He says he just wants to win. Does beg you uh, the question of why did you sign with Washington then? But either way, it's not looking likely that he's going to be winning in Washington. So we are expecting at some point, hope probably uh, a trade request. Um, last night, in what was an incredible game, but first half, first quarter especially, um, there was one of the most obvious signs that he was no longer interested. Just um, no movement, standing there, frustrated, throwing the ball, um, not high-fiving teammates, sitting on his own at timeouts. It wasn't nice to see. Um, it was clearly a disgruntled start. Uh, they then turned it around quite incredibly to put... Um, to, to take a big win against the Nets in one of the most extraordinary um, finishes to a game I've seen this season. Um, I think that was up five with something like 12 seconds to go, the Nets and, uh, and Washington come back and got it. So uh, a good second half performance from, from Bradley, but um, the question doesn't go away. He's obviously not happy there. And of course, when Bradley Bill puts in a trade request, every team in the league is going to show an interest. But I think what Washington are saying is they're not going to do him dirty. If they're going to get... Um, Bradley out of there. They're going to, you know, this is a guy who's been there, I think, about nine years. So they're going to want to look after him. He just wants to win. So they're going to send him to a contending team. They're not just going to look after whatever they can get back. They're going to want something good, of course, because that's their right. But they're going to want to look after Bradley. So they're going to want to send him to a contender. So Miami are in, uh, obviously, that conversation, of course. Um, before we come on to what Miami's package could look like, um, I've sort of put together what I think are other teams that could be available. Let me see what you guys think. Uh, Denver Nuggets, Philadelphia 76ers, Golden State Warriors, and not ones who I thought of till today because I got into a bit of a debate with uh, Locked on Heat, um, but the New Orleans Pelicans. First of all, mm. out of those four, um, who do you think uh, offers an, the most attractive package for Washington? Um, and is there anybody else that I'm missing out other than Miami at Cubs? Darren? I think the, the, the Bradley Beal one has been so interesting and intriguing as a, you know, from a heat standpoint, because it's been talked about now for, for quite a while, hasn't it? It's been on the radar and, you know, whenever Bradley Beal's come up in conversation about him being unhappy or it's always the heat, you know, that's, that's been mentioned first. And, um, you know, so that's always had traction, um, and, you know, I think that's something you can't ignore. Um, so if I was out of the four teams you've just mentioned there, um, I would probably say, you know, from Bradley Bill's perspective, um, I think Miami would be his choice. Now, we obviously know that, you know, won't be the case. Washington will, will have the, the say on that. As for, you know, what others could offer, um, Again, you know, I think obviously the, the Pelicans have been in trade talks or, you know, rumours have circulated them recently, haven't they? Um, so, again, you know, they've got some pieces, I'd I suppose. The Sixers, I think, at the moment, you know, are showing really good signs. So, I'd be very interested to see what they would give up in a package for uh, for Bradley Beal. Um, so, yeah. yeah, again, just as, as, as for us as well, who we'd, we'd give up for him. Um but again, this is my head talking, not my heart. I think Miami would be the destination, um, you know, looking at it all for Bradley Beal. OK, right. We'll talk about trade packages in a sec with Miami. Sam, um, same question to you. Is that, do you think that those are 
four that um, are probably the most realistic or is there anybody that you think I might have missed out there? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think Denver will probably be able to offer them the best package because they've got loads of expendable assets from yeah. Michael Porter Jr., Bull yeah. Bull, RJ Hampton. Mm-hmm. They've got a long list of players they could actually give. And I actually think if it was if it was between either Denver or Miami, Denver would be more likely to pull it off considering what Miami are, are willing to part with. Yeah, I think it, it, it obviously it comes down to what Washington want. We don't know whether they're going to want All-Star for an All-Star, even though Bradley Bill isn't an All-Star yet. He's All-Star calibre, obviously. Um, but All-Star for an All-Star, whether they want um, young assets, which is obviously something Miami can do, whether they want a pick haul, which is something that New Orleans can do, which is why I never really consider them. But they've got obviously a lot of picks that they can put forward and maybe the odd player as well. Um, so that was something that I hadn't considered, but it does make sense. So coming on to Miami then... Um, a lot of people didn't want to do this when it was James Harden in the conversation. But for me, even though you would say that James Harden is the better player, in my opinion, um, Bradley Bill is younger. He's in his prime right now. Um, he fits Miami's culture, I think, very well. I think he'd be a good fit. So I don't see that the player hall going back would be any different to what it would have been if it was in the conversation with James Harden. So for me, if it takes Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, Precious Ashua, and whatever money bits make it work, Kelly, etc. Again, I still do it. Darren, do you? My boy Tyler. Um, <laughs> it's got to, the, it's got to be that's, Tyler. That's it's the one that hurts. Um, but it's Bradley Beal, and you know, um, I don't really want to go on record and say I'll trade Tyler, but um, <laughs> in that in that package and right now and what Bradley Beal would bring, um, I, I agree hundred percent. I think he'd fit the, you know, the, the heat culture, you know, perfectly. Um, and yeah, for me, he is an all-star caliber guy, isn't he? Even though he hasn't got that recognition yet. Um, he should have, he should have. Um, yeah. so yeah, with a real gritted teeth. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd let, I'd let that happen. Yeah. Okay, Sam. So, um, they, you're Pat Riley. They ring you up. They say, right. Precious, Tyler, Duncan, uh, Kelly Olynyk say to make the money. And uh, Bradley Bill's yours. Yes or no? Um, I'll definitely haggle because it's all about negotiation, <laughs> isn't it? Um, at the very minimum, I'd like to swap Tyler with Kendrick Nunn. At the very minimum. Mm. We'll see if we can push that through. Well, mm. of, of course. Um, but I think the very first name that Washington will say there is Tyler Hero. That will be the first name because he's the, you know, he's the most attractive piece there. Um, so... I feel, I don't don't see any way that a deal gets done. They might be able to work something out where we keep Precious. That might be you could mm. say might take Precious out and put Kendrick Nunn in. Um, that would be a, maybe a bit sweeter. But I don't see any deal getting done where Bradley Bill's on the heat where Tyler Harrow isn't. <clears throat> so um, yeah, okay. I think that um, we are obviously within that conversation. As I said, it, it all comes down to what, what 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 Washington want because they may say right, it's going to be a rebuild. In which case, we want a pick hole. Um, which we can't really offer. So we don't know. They could say that they want, like Houston said originally with the James Harden thing, they said, look, if we're going to get rid of a star, we want a star back, um, which is why we couldn't really get in a conversation. Um, so uh, if that's the case, then maybe Philadelphia look at it because they can take Simmons out, uh, maybe Maxi as well, and they can get Bradley Bill. And that doesn't really weaken them. If anything, it probably makes them stronger. So uh, it all comes down to it. But 100% Miami will be in with a shout as always when any, star sort of rears its head uh, we will want to be in the conversation 
And we know that Bradley likes Miami. He's got an affiliation with Miami. He likes Bradley Bill. Um, we know that Butler likes him as well. So uh, that could be a really interesting uh, scenario. It all comes down to what Bradley does and whether he pulls this trigger with requesting this trade, because if it doesn't, then nothing's going to happen imminently. Um, if that does happen, let's just quickly go around. Um, a big three of Bam, Butler and Bill. Obviously, in terms of talent, still not really outweighing the big three in Brooklyn, but that, that, that surely becomes the best, big, the next best big three in the league, right, Darren? Oh, yeah. I think you've got three hugely motivated guys, um, three guys that work, you know, ridiculously hard. Um, I'm not saying the Brooklyn three do, but they're probably a little bit more laid back in their styles. Um, you know, the talent would obviously, I think, would be in Brooklyn. But, um, yeah, I don't think, again, I, I go back to, you know, in the finals and that playoff run um, that, if I was looking at that three and looking at our squad, you know, I wouldn't want to play against that. I wouldn't want to have 48 minutes on the court, you know, with them three guys uh, going at me. So, um, yeah, without a doubt, they'd, they'd have to be in the um, in the question of, you know, the at least the second best big three. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty obvious, really. So I won't ask you the same question, Sam. I'll slightly tweak it. If Bradley Bill does end up on the Heat, um, does he then become our best player? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> In terms of the pecking order, I'd still put the Jimmy and Bam ahead of him. Okay. But um, as a big three, they will pose a lot of threats to the rest of the East, and I would love to see that, but you never yeah. know. Yeah, look, you've, you've got two, well, sorry, you've got three top 15 players there on your team if it happens. So 100%, we've, we've, we've become a really big threat regardless of what goes the other way. So uh, we'll see. Interesting times for Bradley. So um, we'll wrap up then um, with uh, what we've got coming up this week, four games this week, and there's at last, um, the schedule has softened a little bit for Miami. And we need some wins here because after this little stretch, we then go out west um, for a brutal, I think it's six games. It could be more, I can't remember. But um, a pretty brutal western trip, as it always is. So coming up for the Heat, we've got uh, the Hornets tonight, as we record this tonight. Um, then we've got a double against the Wizards. Funny we should do that as we talk about Bradley. And then mm -hmm. New York Knicks. We've actually got a double header again against New York Knicks. But in this calendar week then, it's Hornets, Wizards, Wizards, Knicks. Three of those at the American Airlines Arena. One in New York. Um, what are we saying, Darren? Record-wise. Um, from the week, I look at them them four games and think, you know, there's there's every chance we could go 4-0, especially with, with Jack, Jimmy back. And whether he, he goes for all four of them games now, you know, um, his mindset, I'd probably say yes. But... Um, you know, to, to break that five-game streak that we did, losing streak, um, hopefully that gives us a bit of confidence. It's really silly, as it sounds. The only team that really I look at there is the Knicks. <laughs> Crazy as that may be this year, yeah. but they deserve the respect that they're playing some fantastic basketball. Um, so I'll go three and one. Okay, three and one. Yep, respectable. Um, Sam, what, what about you? Um, they're all winnable games. If this was a, a normal season, I would have expected the Heat to win all four. But uh, we've just got the news of Tyler Hero like yep. been in contact with someone a couple of days ago. and don't know how that's going to end and the impact that's going to have on his teammates as well. So it's going to be really hard to, to try and guess how the four-game stretch will end. But I want to stick to my guts and say 4-0. 
Oh, good man. Love it. Love the guts. Um, yeah, that's a good point about Tyler. We don't know what's happening him with him yet, whether he's got a uh, quarantine, etc. So that's a good point. Um, yeah, you're right. We should be targeting 4-0. and um, I just don't think it's quite uh, in this season, whether it's quite straightforward mm-hmm. as that. There'll be slip-ups as always along the way. Um, I think that it, we, we need to be disappointed here if we don't go 3-1 and one at least. If we come away 2-2 two and two or worse... I think that's a pretty disastrous week considering what's coming up because uh, it could get ugly out west. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I think three and one, I, I will be happy with three and one. I would take three and one. Of course, the Heat will target all four. Uh, they're winnable games, as you say, Sam. So um, yeah, interesting one. I think that, uh, yeah, those Wizards games would be fun. I think that'd be, that'd be fun, that one. Um, I'm actually, I'm not relatively, I'm not all that confident about tonight's game, you know, against the Hornets. Um, they just come off a big win against the Bucks. They've uh, they got some good shooters. They're looking good. Haywood's looking good. Uh, Devontae Graham's got his mojo back a little bit now. So uh, it could be a fun game tonight. Um, be nice to open. Definitely, with it will definitely be a fun game. Yep, yep. You stand up for it, Sam? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Darren, you stand up, or are you uh, catching it in the morning? It could be first quarter, and then yeah, catch up in the morning. Fair play. Right, guys, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. Hopefully, we'll talk next week after a um, after a fun four and zero stretch this week. We will see. Um, before we go, Sam, uh, Sam where can um, everybody find you, buddy? It's S A M O K W A R A on pretty much all social media platforms. Good man, and Darren, same to you. Yep, at Coach Carts on Twitter. Excellent. Thanks for joining me again, guys. Um, we'll be back next week. I'm not going to do a, uh, a stateside guest this week. I'm easing my way back in um, with, Take these, easy. With, with these health and safety protocols, etc. I'm going to a bit of load management back in. So mm-hmm. we'll go back twice a week as of next week. Hopefully we'll see uh, both of you guys next week as well. Until then, everybody, stay safe and we'll see you very soon. Take it easy. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.